Hey, this is Adam Copeland, and you're listening to another wrestling podcast. It's time for uh, another wrestling podcast. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. They think they got the answers. I change the question. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. These are the best in the world, brother. These are the best in what they do. When we talk about the legends of the sport, there's only two in my book. Another wrestling podcast another wrestling podcast now can you dig that sucker (laughs) all right welcome everybody to another wrestling podcast this is episode number 77 i'm jonathan benjamin i'm steve credo Steve, this is a very unique uh, episode of another wrestling podcast. I don't know if you can hear that while you're listening to us right now, but we are on the road, brother. That's right, man. We are driving on the road. We are in a Jeep headed to a wrestling show. Uh, let's we decide to change it up a little bit. You know, uh, let's get on. Let's get going, Jonathan. We're usually just sitting in the studio, but uh, we're on the open road right now, brother. Yeah, this is this is very unique for us. Um, we want to thank all of you for listening today. We have a huge show, um, probably the best show we've ever had. I'm gonna keep you to that, Jonathan, because I think there's a big guest that's gonna be joining us today, and. Uh, Maybe you wanna do the honors? Well, I would tell you if you are a parent and you're getting ready to let your child listen to this, today's episode is rated R. We have none other than Adam Edge Copeland joining us on the show today. What do you w- think about that? WWE Hall of Famer, Jonathan. This is uh, great. Uh, it's such an honor to get him on. And Jonathan, he was just recently on uh, The Flash. He on. was at the Adam Smasher, uh, the, the debut of season two of The Flash last week. Yeah, this is, this is unique because, you know, once wrestlers start to kind of, either they have to, they're forced to retire because of an injury or whatever the case may be, they sometimes tend to do this, this acting thing. And Edge started it whenever he was in WWE, but business has started to kind of pick up for him. He was in Haven, and uh, now he's picking up other roles. So I'd like to see him in a lot more stuff. I hope that we get him... Uh, and maybe some more movies someday. Yeah, man. Uh, and the road is crazy right now. Everybody's stopping. Move! Yeah, this Road is, rage. Maybe this isn't the best idea that we've had, <laughs> but uh, we always like to keep things fresh for you here. Uh, all you listeners of another wrestling podcast, I have no clue what's happening right now. Look at this guy. Does he know what exit to get off of? No. Anyway. So, Steve, uh, we're, we talk about the road. The road is a big part of any wrestler diva uh anybody involved yeah they 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 absolutely live on the road um they live by the road and they die by the road so i'm i'm just wondering as a professional wrestler uh, which i am not but i'm saying i'm trying to get my mind as my money and my money on my mind my mindset (laughs) as a uh, a wrestler so um do you think that wrestling today wrestlers that are on the road today have it easier or harder than say the wrestlers of the 80s my cousin lives right off that exit by the way uh i I, definitely harder jonathan i think it's definitely harder uh i think there's a lot more shows happening so they got to go from one town to the next to the next 
Uh, they have literally probably two days off a week, just like any other normal American going a Monday through Friday job, but we're not going from town to town every single day, every single night. Could you imagine that, Jonathan? I don't, I don't think I would have... I, I, the patience for it. I don't know. I don't think I could do it. That's probably the biggest part about being a wrestler is that you've got to be dedicated. And if you're not dedicated, uh, you know, you're just going to be wrestling at the local YMCA, the local gym, and you're not going to really, you know, you got to travel to get your name out there. That's pretty much it, you know? Yeah, I I forget who, I was, which, which shoot interview or what I was listening to, but um, there was a lot of the guys that were talking about kind of almost games that the the wrestlers would play because they used to travel differently you know the the all the good guys would travel in one car all the bad guys would travel in one car and you know that was really the kind of it was you had to do that they they still believed in kayfabe back then and so i think that what's different now is they kind of i guess they still kind of subscribe to that but really it's just you know who you're wrestling with at the time when the shield was wrestling together they were all you 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 just made me remember uh you know, the, the day kayfabe kind of died when uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan got caught with the Iron Sheik driving to a show. Uh, and they had, you know, they got busted. They had drugs. They were doing drugs. They were this and that. And it was like they got arrested and caught or whatever. And then they had to go to the show still uh, to wrestle in front of all these people. And then it broke in the papers that they were caught together. And it was like, well, what, why? Why are you guys together? You're fighting each other the same night. Uh, regardless, that probably wasn't 100% on the dime of what happened. But check it out. We talked to Hacksaw briefly about it. But, uh, man, the, the, the day kayfabe died, man. Um, it, it seems I'm like driving, so I'm trying to remember what you said before, too, to add to it. And no, I can't no, it's remember. fine. What, what I think it's interesting about those sorts of things, so, like, I'm sure the initial reaction from Vince and all the other promoters about that the day the kayfabe died was was crazy because you know wrestling was a a secretive business it was kind of kept close to the chest but it seems like every time one of these things happened whether it's the that day whether it's the day that the you know the curtain call um you know it the business always ends up benefiting from these big large uh scandalous things that happen yeah man um it's crazy uh the open road uh I don't know, but going back to your earlier point, too, you were saying, you know, how is it, it's crazier for the guys going today compared to yesterday. Uh, it, it's amazing, though, when they actually list you how many shows they go to, how many states and times and places they travel. Uh, it's insane. I don't know. It's it's definitely, you know, the big crazy circus, you know, it's the that open circus show. You got to go town to town to town. Well, not only, uh, you know, in the United States, but they're traveling abroad, so they're catching all these different yep. flights, and, you know, I... I just think that it takes a special kind of person to want to do that with their life um you know we're going to a local show here in the northeast but even for those guys you know like some of them some of them are in ring of honor some of them are in other promotions and it's a saturday and they're traveling and they probably are traveling somewhere from friday night because they had a show friday night so I mean, I just can't imagine it. Uh, There's days when I drive, you know, a couple hours, and I think it's the worst thing ever. And uh, I I don't know what how these guys and gals uh, do what they do. I know, Jonathan. But guys, uh, girls, everybody listening, uh, we're talking a little bit about pro wrestling because that's what we do and we love. Uh, But make sure you check out anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. All of our uh, past guests, any information you want to like us, follow us subscribe to us we appreciate it it's all uh, it's all over there at anotherwrestlingpodcast.com 
Yeah, and you know, we we really want everybody to be interactive with us. That's one of the big things that Steve and I said whenever we started this podcast is that we want to hear from you. We want to talk to you, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, we have it all. We have all those modes of social media. So. Social media universe. So you know, it's crazy. Let us know what you think. Let us know. He's yawning. Oh, I'm catching God. this guy in a yawn right now. Yeah. Let us let us know. Are you bored with this, Jonathan? Uh, no, no. I'm just wondering. Uh, I see. This is what the road does to me. I would already be. He's been asleep. on the road all day. Now I he's doing a podcast. The, I would have been the wrestler that's asleep in the car. But um, you know, we. It's funny that we're talking about the road because a lot of those uh, table for threes uh, that's come up recently on the WWE Network, whether it's New Day or um, Ambrose, uh, Rollins, or no Ambrose. Who was it? Ambrose, Cesaro, and Owens. It's talking a lot about life on the road. You know, the, the these guys back in the day used to drive hundreds of miles for maybe on their their own dime too, like their own car. Like you know, granted, a lot of the indie guys still do, but I mean, like even big time guys now. Granted, they're on a bus or on a plane, but paid for by the WWE. But yeah, it's still, you know, it's still grueling for both generations. I think. And I can't imagine, like, if you're if you work a regular nine to five, let's say you work as a, you know, a veterinarian or whatever, and you go and you save an animal's life, and they're like, okay, here's some, um, you know, six dollars and a hot dog. Like, here, thanks for your time. I don't think you'd be too happy, but these guys breaking into the business, that's what they do. They drive hundreds of miles for little to no pay just to get into the business. And, uh, you know, I think that that's still happening. Um, but with, you know, guaranteed contracts and all that stuff, I don't know how much longer that'll happen. Yeah, I know. Uh, they, 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 somebody was talking, I saw online, somebody messaged that uh, they should give wrestlers wrestlers an off-season. I think it was uh, Steven Adjami. Uh, I saw him post in a, a group that we're on. Uh, he said something about, you know, having a certain season for wrestling. So maybe, you know, January through June, you have like a season, right? Then you give the guys, I don't know, a month or two off. You could play specials, this and that. This way it gives the guys a good time for a break to, you know, heal from any injuries, to heal from the road, and just to, you know, be more creative on writing. You know what I mean? Just to be more... Uh, you know, to catch up on stories where you're not constantly writing all these stories week to week to week to week. That you know, it gives everybody a little bit of a break, and you can kind of polish up your product a bit. So, uh, I don't know. That's somebody was. What do you think about that? Do you think it's too much right now? Too much for at least one company, the main, the main companies, well, I or think that, the company WWE. But well, like uh, Lucha Underground sort of did that. You know, it's a yeah, that was pretty good. Thing. Yeah, they had like uh, not to cut you off. They had like the, the production value alone is great, and then you know you kind of get to soak it in. And if you missed it, you get to kind of re-catch up on it before they get into something else. And uh, I don't know. It's different, and I think it, it might help. I don't know. It might work. Well, one of the things, too, is that you have to look at is these people, the, they're putting their bodies on the line and having an off-season or a you know a break, a break throughout the year or whatever would not only let them heal. Like Undertaker now, they're talking about him being able to wrestle maybe more than one match a year because yeah. he's actually healing his body. So Sure. Um, you but, know. but Jonathan, uh, speaking of the road and bodies breaking down, uh, but before we get into more, guys, stay tuned because uh, right now we're going to have uh, Adam Copeland, Edge, in the, in the studio. And Jonathan, uh, this is one guy who unfortunately had, well, not unfortunately, unfortunately he had a great and amazing career, but unfortunately, you know, Time catch time caught up with him. The bumps caught up with him. You know, being a pro wrestler caught up with him, and you know he had to retire at an early age. But uh, the man's into acting now. But anyway, 
Let's get more into it as we invite Edge on the show. You think you know me. Podcasting is a tough business, but it's days like today that make it all worthwhile. Joining us on the show is a multi-time WWE champion, a WWE Hall of Famer, and he is currently creating quite the buzz on television. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Adam Copeland. Uh, thanks for joining us, Adam. Hey, how are you? Thanks. Now, you will be appearing as Adam Smasher in The Flash. Uh, is there anything you could tell the fans about this role and what to expect? Uh, well, he, he's a badass first and foremost, um, and, uh, looks the part. That was one of the, the pretty amazing things for me being a fan of comic books and, um, you know, getting a part on a show like this and then getting out there and putting on the costume and everything. It, uh, was pretty surreal. And it was one of those things that when I first kind of, you know, started acting, and then realized that it was a thing that I enjoy and that I wanted to do going forward. I was like, okay, well, I definitely have to be a superhero or superdome at some point. Otherwise, I, I, won't, I won't feel content. Um, and now I can take that off the bucket list. Because uh, it, it was just, it, more than any other character, obviously, it was more in relation to my wrestling days because you're supposed to play this larger-than-life character that... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, even more so because you can throw around police cruisers and grow up to 15 feet tall. But the idea of, of uh, the idea of it is the same. Because I've always said wrestling is, is basically like playing super superheroes. Um, it's it was the same idea. So it was a lot of fun to be able to do. All right. Now that you kind of got your feet wet with the you know the superhero villain esque role, uh, would you like to maybe you know pursue another uh, a part down the line if it ever uh, it came about? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's such a great gig. Uh, there's like wrestling. There's no parameters. There's no boundaries. There's whatever you can imagine can be done. Um, so if your character is written to like Adam Smasher is growth to 15 feet tall, it can happen. And um, anytime that you can do that, I mean, it's great. Uh, especially coming off of, of Haven for all those years where I really had to play kind of a pulled-back character who's uh, having to keep a lot close to the best. Well, this is, like I said, it harkens back to the wrestling days where bigger is better. Um, so anytime you can do that, yeah, you feel like you're hitting the candy store. So I would definitely um, be interested in doing more in the future. After retiring from the ring, you started acting on a more full-time basis. Most notably, you got a lot of work on Haven, uh, do you go back and watch your performances, and are you critical of your work? Uh, it's kind of the same as I did with wrestling. I'm going to watch it back once, mm-hmm. um, and just that was that. Was that. Um, because I, I did it, and, uh, you know, seeing it back once, I would go, okay. Uh, there was also kind of the inner gauge that I started to gain, you know, uh, as I acted more, because at first I didn't, did that work? Didn't it work? I'm not really sure. Um so I would ask a lot and just say, how did this look? Or, you know, what did you change there? Whether it was, you know, directors or producers or whether it was people on cast. So eventually I started to kind of understand and get that, um, as I said, that inner gauge where I could, I could tell if something was working. 
So I, I don't like to go back and pick it apart and rehash it too much because you can always find anything. Um, and I don't think anybody at the end of the day is very happy with how they look when a camera is right up in their face. And, uh, you know, you can see, you know, everything. Like, oh, look, my highlight. I did twitching. Great. You know, it, uh, so, so like I said, like with wrestling, I watched it once and then move on. Sure. All right. Now, uh, during your wrestling career, before walking out to the ring, you got yourself pumped up. You had music blaring. You had pyro and an awesome trench coat. Uh, how, how does how do you get yourself pumped up now before a scene uh, for a show or a movie? Is there anything that you have to do as like I don't know, maybe a ritual or something before you get out there on the camera? That's an interesting question because it, it is. It's more difficult. It really is because there's not that live audience to be able to kind of you know hit that vein. You, you have to be able to do it yourself and you have to, once they say rolling, you've got to, you got to dive right back in and you might have to do it multiple times. So to keep that intensity or to try something different and, and maybe not have it quite as intense and, and show subtle nuances, it's a really interesting tightrope to walk. Um, I, I've found, you know, if it's, uh, like it was with wrestling, I can dip into intensity pretty quickly for whatever reason. Um, as soon as I, I would usually be goofing around before I went through the curtain, as soon as I went through the curtain, then it was, you know, it was edge. Um, kind of the same I found with acting in that, you know, you, you become the character once you know it's uh, game time. Um, every once in a while I'll have, uh, you know, one of the, uh, there's this uh, plant-based energy drink that I, uh, that I drink. If I know it's something that really kind of has to go into an intense uh, area, I'll drink one of those. All right. Today's show is brought to you by... We all love pro wrestling and watching larger-than-life superstars rock those one-of-a-kind trunks week after week. And we know all the super fans want to rock them, too. Plenty of people are making wrestling shirts, and that big company in the Northeast will slap a logo on anything and everything and sell it. But to our knowledge, this is the place to get pro wrestling underwear. Whether you're a closet fan that wants to rep your favorite wrestler without anyone else knowing, or a super fan that will wear these and just these to the next indie show or live event, WrestleRoos makes you the superstar. Check out WrestleRoos.com and use promo code AWP to save 20% off your order. Wow, I'm so, like I said, unbelievable that we have Edge on the show right now. Uh, we'll hear a lot more from Edge, but we're just uh, we're just getting started. We were talking life on the road for these professional wrestlers. We're living the road right now, Jonathan. We're, we're living the road of the marks, the, the fans. We are on the road to our pro wrestling show, and uh, it's, it's our first show in the car, Jonathan, believe it or not. Episode yeah. 77 is our first road show. Yeah, we'll have to. It's, it's not Antiques Road Show. It's, uh, the, the <laughs> it's another wrestling road show. The, yeah, the, the wrestling road show. Um, you know, with with wrestling, we talk about it, you know, the should they have an off season or anything like that. I think it would be good for them to be able to hit the reset button every now and then. We talk about how sometimes the storyline seems stale, but think about this from a, a wrestler's perspective back in the day it wasn't necessarily that they had uh time off because they didn't but they were going from territory to territory to territory so john cena right now everybody sees him every month or every day or whatever whenever he's wrestling 
but back in the territory days, maybe he would have worked the Northeast Territory, and then he would have went to the Midwest. Yeah. So you would have gotten a break from John Cena, and then, you know, two months from the last time you saw him, he would pop up, and he, everybody would go nuts because they, they hadn't seen him for a long time. So I think that... I don't know if it'll end up that way. I know that we spoke to Nigel McGinnis in a past episode, and he was trying to do something more like this. It was more of a... Um, uh, episodic type of wrestling that would go for a season and then you know stop for a while and, yeah and then so you know I don't think it's a bad thing I think that that would be something that maybe promoters should look into just to for the, the sake of the fans for everybody involved it may help the product yeah man because these guys are just too much I mean they, they spend more than you will ever spend on the road uh, just traveling and working. So even though when they're not working, they're pretty much traveling to get to the next place for to work. Uh, so it's crazy. I mean, you got to respect that and you got to understand. I mean, there's a lot of haters out there, a lot of trolls online making fun of this and this and that. But at the end of the day, at least respect these guys for what they're doing because, I mean, like I said, you're not doing it. You know, if you did this for whatever and you had your own words to say about it, then fine. Like, we can't put it down because we're not doing it. We're just on the road to a show, Jonathan. We're not performing tonight. Uh, we're just talking in the car on our way There's show. There's an awesome uh, book that WWE put out not too long ago. It's called, like, Are We There Yet? And it's just stories from the road. Um, yeah. I think Big Show and Rey Mysterio are on the cover, but you should check it out. Um, I, I don't know if the general wrestling fan can actually understand. You know, last year we had tons of snow and ice and wwe never cancels anything Ugh, but they had the, <laughs> the one show which was in hartford that they actually had to cancel and yeah. there was a state of emergency so they wouldn't let anybody in connecticut drive and so they they literally got stuck in hotels and, and until the next day so that's crazy man yeah it never happens uh i mean i remember even going to a house show after christmas uh, at the Madison Square Garden, and it was literally already like two inches on the ground. I went there, and it was like, we're not canceling the show. I almost just made the last train home in like six feet of snow that we got. Uh, it was crazy. It was like halfway up my Jeep. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, like we're, we're, I'm trying to talk just about getting to a show like that. It, it never shuts down, you know. It's like, uh, you know, you get a holiday off for Columbus Day or whatever, wherever you work. Uh, but, you know, they don't really get holidays. Uh, they probably get Christmas, maybe, if they're lucky. But you're probably that's another day that you got to travel because what if you have to be halfway across the world for December 26th? You know it's it's crazy. But uh, Jonathan, you know, on the road, it's it takes a toll. It's taking a toll on everybody. Uh, tell me this: you have independent shows, uh, you know, in the Northeast, and a lot of the guys, uh, you know, they they stick or you know, like let's say the Northeast guys in Connecticut, wrestlers in Connecticut, they'll probably stick to wrestling in New York, wrestling in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, you know, the Northeast. They'll stick to that area. Uh, what would you say, wouldn't it be a good idea if uh, WWE or whatever would give one of their talents, and this is a two-part question for you, to, like, you know, give one of their talents to, uh, you know, like the Northeast uh, wrestling or whatever, for example. So, like, I don't know who, I'll just say Cesaro. Like, he's on TV, but he, he, he's also allowed to wrestle in the Northeast Territory for, like, I don't know, a few months. Do you think that's cool or some kind of idea that, like that's where these guys can, can have a downtime to wrestle just, like, in this, like, territory? And 
my one other question is uh, it's a two part. I got to do it, Banya. Um, uh, NXT, NXT, where they're bringing in independent wrestlers right now with really no contract uh, that they can't work anywhere else. Tell me your thoughts on this, Jonathan, because it's more part, you know, part to do with the road show. Yeah, I think that what they have going right now with NXT, you know, we just saw. If you're listening to this, then you know already that James Storm from TNA is now in NXT, and there's a good chance that they're going to work with him for a while. Samoa Joe's in there, um, Blue Pants. These are all people that are not signed. I think probably Samoa Joe is now, but prior to him starting, he was really just on like a per per show basis. So I think that that's really a cool way to get a buzz going. You know, Rhino is there right now, and I'm pretty sure he probably doesn't have a full-time contract because he gets to wrestle around here. Um, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that they're all kind of independent contractors themselves, so they have to go where the money is best. And in NXT, because it is sort of a developmental, um, sort of independent hybrid there that they're not making a ton of money right there. A lot of people are like, well, you're in WWE, you're set for life. Well, even some of the people, let's say like Fandango and and uh, Curtis Axel, like those guys probably aren't making yeah. the millions of dollars. So if they were able to go to other places throughout the year, as long as it's not direct competition, sure, think, yeah, you know, yeah. um, then that would be awesome because you could literally be – in any town, you know, a lot of these guys probably live in WWE superstar. Yeah. yeah, Some of them may live in Florida or some of them may live in Chicago or wherever the case may be. And so you'd get to see them on a different basis instead of just, you know, we should send this idea in now that I think about it. Copyright. Yeah. Don't be taking our idea right now. So, (laughs) well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it does, it makes sense, you know, like maybe it doesn't make sense to some, but it, it, tides are changing, Jonathan. The, the the landscape of what we know as pro wrestling is definitely changing in an upswing uh, for the good. Maybe uh, one day we'll see something like this happen, and we can take credit for it and never really get anything. But at least we can say we told you so. Well, I think that you know Triple H is really doing. Uh, he's kind of reinventing the wheel in NXT because you know I'm sure Vince would have flipped his you know what if he would have uh thought hey we're gonna have uh samoa joe there and you know what we're gonna let him kind of wrestle other places and then you know if he wants to come back to nxt and wrestle then we'll we'll do that too it's like once they locked in a talent like they were theirs there's no question about it so um, well jonathan i want to remind everybody out there too because if they're listening to us you know, guys, Facebook us, facebook.com slash another wrestling podcast. Tweet us at a wrestling pod. That's a wrestling pod. Uh, you can only fit so many characters in the name, but tweet us, Facebook us, tell us what you think about what we think, and then we'll answer you back about what you thought. That's pretty much the whole idea of social media, kids. So let us know. Uh, Jonathan, this is the open road show right now. We're still on our way. We haven't reached our destination. We just hit uh, Southford, Connecticut. Uh, Jonathan, we talked to the Edge. We talked the open road of pro wrestling. But tell me this. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a segue, Jonathan. I couldn't think of anything while I'm driving. Driving is so distracting because it's like, it's not like you're even talking on a, te- a cell phone or texting. I'm literally holding a mic with a big fuzzy yellow foam cover on top of it. And it's like, I would love to get pulled over right now and say, yes, officer, we're recording for our pod- our podcast. And we would just... But just to see the reaction of, uh, can you get arrested for recording a podcast while driving? 
it would, that would uh, be a PWI, a podcasting. Well, no, we're not toxic. Um, huh? I don't know. It could be a new one uh, for the record books. Get, uh, no, any press is good press, Jonathan. Never yeah. forget that. So if we made the papers, PWD, a podcasting while driving. There that, you go. Maybe that's it. Um, Copyright. You know, I think that what's great about the the road is also a lot of these guys get to kind of bounce stories and stuff off of each other. And, you know, the Wyatt family are riding together. Or the Jonathan, Shield. you just said it, man. Road story. Give me a road story. I want you to tell me a road story about you taking a trip somewhere to see something involving pro wrestling. And I want you to tell the fans out there. We're going we're gonna to do this right now. I just caught you off guard. Okay. Uh, well... If I if I'm getting caught off guard, I'll talk about WrestleMania 23. Um, I went. My brother surprised me with tickets. It was in Detroit, uh, Michigan. WrestleMania 23. He surprised me with tickets for my birthday or Christmas. I forget what it was. Your brother should uh, surprise me this year too. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to him about that for sure. Um, brother surprised. He me. said, "You know, let's go to get WrestleMania tickets." Well, I found out about it a little early, and I asked my friend, who also was uh, a big wrestling fan. If he wanted to get tickets and he bought the silver package or whatever. So the silver package. My brother, me, one of my good friends back home, and then also my cousin ended up happening to, to show up as well. So the four of us packed in the my brother's truck and we took the drive from Indianapolis to Detroit. Well, we literally crossed over into Detroit and my brother gets pulled over by a cop. So that's the way we started WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and then of course my brother is not uh, getting pulled over. Not the best to talk to whenever he's he's mad. So he got really upset, and the cop was like, "I don't care. You know, you, here's your speeding ticket, whatever." So we get to the hotel, and me and my friend had a bunch of the the stuff for the the silver package. So we had the um, access. We had the bagels. They gave you bagels. Bacon. It was like ridiculous. We had the programs and the bagels. Yeah, uh, we did the condemned. We got to see the premiere of Stone Cold Steve Austin's movie. That's cool. The Hall of Fame, all that stuff. But probably the greatest thing that happened while we were in Detroit. It, no, it wasn't WrestleMania or anything like that. But we are traveling around the city, and uh, we were all hungry, and we ended up finding this greek diner in the middle of detroit and it was like two in the morning it was after wrestlemania and everybody was hungry so um i'm a pretty picky eater i don't know if anybody out there knows that or maybe if you're listening you know that but um (laughs) stop sending him food people (laughs) he doesn't like what you're sending but on the other hand please feel free to send your food to steve at yes yes please please send your food to steve but we uh i got a pizza because i thought "Ah, that's pretty safe we'll get pizza so um the pizza comes out small like personal pan pepperoni pizza going all out and there was like a vial of liquid right next <laughs> to it and i was like what is this like i don't know anytime somebody says a vial of liquid yeah. and you're not even saying water yeah. or anything yeah. it's it, 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 you've you you piqued my curiosity so they dumped the liquid on the pizza and i'm like <laughs> what, what is happening what right you now just like, do to my pizza i just i was so hungry and all of a sudden next thing i see is they take the uh, take a lighter and light my pizza on fire <laughs> and start shouting opa because they were like so they put like alcohol on my pizza and like lit it on you fire you hope it wasn't like gasoline or oh something my god it was like the worst thing ever because i don't drink either so whenever Check, like you smell it on top of your pizza it was like the worst thing ever and i can only imagine that other wrestlers go out there and 
you know, they you've, you've seen it unswerved whenever they go to restaurants and people are bugging them for their autographs or talking to them or whatever, and they've only got, like, one meal that can be... So I, I can only imagine how <laughs> terrible... Uh, road life is but uh that was my that's hilarious uh, yeah that's my wrestlemania 23 uh got a bunch of uh you know liquor spilled on my pizza and set on fire so that's awesome um i wasn't put through it like a flaming pizza <laughs> maybe that's a flaming pizza Devon, get the flaming pizza yeah that's another uh copyright though so steve you put me on the spot now it's your turn i gotta find out what's uh what's a road story you got for us Jonathan, road story. Uh, I'll tell you about my degeneration eight, degeneration X pay per view extravaganza. Uh, it was the last, believe it or not, in your house uh, entitled Degeneration X. This is the first pay per view after the Montreal Screw Job. So uh, you can think about how I was feeling then, Jonathan. Uh, it was great. Um, I used to work at Dutchess Stadium for the Renegades, and my boss also worked at the Spring, uh, at Springfield, Massachusetts. I forget what the stadium was called, where it was. Um, but he worked there, and he's like, uh, he knew I was a wrestling fan, and he's like, hey, uh, there's this uh, pay-per-view coming to the state, the other stadium that I work at. You want to work it? I'm like, yes. Uh, and this is like, I was in high school. I couldn't drive, so I, I, I go to my parents and be like, hey, can you, you know, can, you, can, we, can I go to this, please? Uh, so my parents I love them so much that they actually took me, uh, they took me to the show in Massachusetts, and this is like a Sunday in the middle of a school uh in the middle of a school, uh, you know, year or whatever. Um, and I was like, you know, I loved it. It was, uh, I couldn't believe it. Um, we're turning left right now before I get any more into my story. Uh, just so we can make sure what we're doing. Because don't forget, this we're on the open road, Jonathan. Um, yeah, we were until you just got us about <laughs> murdered. <laughs> but we made it. We made it. We got off an exit. But anyway, uh, so we end up going to D-Generation X, the... Uh, you know, the, the pay-per-view. Um, it was great. It was my first time as a fan, as a mark, as a whatever, uh, you know, do, going to a show and working it. And I was able to go backstage, Jonathan. So this is great. I, I've never been backstage before. Now I get to walk around backstage because I'm saying I work for this place. So I have, like, credentials now, but not really. You know, I'm working for, like, the concession stand. But anyway, I walk in back, backstage. My first shot of backstage, I'm like... I didn't know where to go, what to look for. Michael Cole passes me with a coffee. Um, I'm walking down the hall, then all of a sudden Kurgan uh, passes me in the hallway. And then I I look to my left, and the Iron Sheik is changing in what seems to be uh, the kitchen pantry or whatever they had there. He wasn't even in a locker room. He was in some, like, place where they held all the food or something, and he's changing. And I I saw him, and I, that's, you know, I don't know how old I was. I was, like, 16, 17 or something. Uh, So that was great. Uh, then I turned around, had to go check in for work. I checked in for work at this place. And Jonathan, did I work? Do you think I worked at all? No, no. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't. Um, uh, I pretty much, I had to sell ice cream, fucking ice cream, walking around selling, get your ice cream. Uh, half of the freaking ice cream is melted. Uh, it, it, it was amazing because I would just watch pretty much the show standing out there. And it was great. I mean, I didn't care about making any money that time. I was just like, hey, I get to work this show. And it, it was great because it was, you know, anytime you go to a show, you love going to a show. But you, I was actually a part of this in my head. I was a teenager. I'm the only one that gets to go backstage and see this, you know. Um, I don't know. It just, this whole story, I know there's nothing too crazy about it or, or amazing about it. But, you know, I was able to walk around. My parents, I, I remember walking around the, uh, the, the floor uh, while people were still waiting in line to get into the building. Uh, Mick Foley's on a, a, a payphone. 
and I go up to him. I'm waiting for him. Um, you know, it, it, I was such a mark. I, I wait for him to get off the phone. I asked him for an autograph. Uh, it was great. So I got a McFoley autograph, and this is him as Mankind then too. So it was like just off of uh, that people knew he was McFoley, but he's Mankind. Um, but Jonathan, I don't know. I, my story's kind of dwindling down now because I'm trying to drive. I'm trying to figure out where we're going, and I'm trying to think of this story from yesteryear. Uh, but hey, it was great. Uh, it was like '97, maybe 1997. Yeah, yeah. It was obviously '97. Uh, but yeah, Jonathan, I don't know. It was it was my first time being able to work at a show and you know get a little bit of the backstage action. And uh, you know, it was like start my starstruck moment for WWE because I was never allowed or you know been able to do this ever in my life. So. I don't know. Not that it, not as great as yours, but and then flaming pizzas. But that was it. Well, that's that's all right. <laughs> um, I think that right now we are uh, gonna check back in with Edge and see what he has to say. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be good to to hear a little bit more from him. So, without further ado, let's talk to Edge. Professional wrestlers are no stranger to starring in movies. Uh, have you gotten to speak with other former wrestlers like The Rock or Batista or even Stone Cold about acting? No, actually, because usually when we see each other, it's been a couple of years or three years or whatever. So you're just like, hey, man, how's it going? You feel good? Yep. And then it's usually at WrestleMania and uh, everybody gets pulled in 84 different directions. So um, it's, you know, your, your body's first, right? So you just kind of... Uh, see everybody's doing and leave it at that. Sure. Now, what, what would you consider your WrestleMania moment as far as acting be? Um, I mean, I've definitely had moments where I had to, you know, um, the character had to get emotional and those were really big challenges and, and then once you kind of hit that challenge and go, okay, I was just able to do that, that, that feels pretty good. And to have people come up to you and go, wow, you really, uh, you know, as a bigger guy, I just felt for you. I just felt for that character. So that, that felt like, okay, cool. The job, job done, mission accomplished. You know, if I were to look at it, I mean, to be able to share a very intense scene with Daniel Day Lewis would be, you know, probably the equivalent of, like I said, wrestling taker in the main event of WrestleMania. Um, yeah. I also just recently saw you appear on Stone Cold's podcast live on the WWE Network. Uh, you and Christian joked about a possible network show, but could that be a possibility for you down the road? I, I mean, all the time. It's really, it depends on, on scheduling um, and how how much free it would leave for, for me to be able to still act. Um, you know, if... Yeah, it's always great to be able to you know, do stuff with Christian because we're, we're just idiots who grew up together. So that would be fun. Um, but again, it would have to it would have to be something where I'd still be free to, to do the other things that I'm not focused on. Um, not that I in any way uh, think that that door is closed for me when it comes to WWE or doing things for WWE. Um but I do try and look at things as, okay, I'm in this season of my life. I'm focusing mainly on this now. I love going back and dipping my toes in and doing things backstage with the new day or um, basically having fun when I go back. And the podcast was fun. And the show with, with Christian would be fun. But it would really, it would, a lot of it would depend on schedule. Lightning round. Halloween is right around the corner. Uh, what will uh, your costume be this year? 
the child will be Lion. My daughter will be Dorothy, and uh, we have a little Yorkie who will be Toto, and that will be the Wicked Witch of the, the West. Yeah. Let's just say you have one spear left to give out. Who would you decide to spear? Um, Donald Trump. Uh, you know, Hitler. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is one aspect of your wrestling career that you wish you could bring into your acting career? Um, probably the the storyline with Taker, uh, with Undertaker, because it was for for much of it he wasn't on the show, so it was really I had to carry the thread of the promos with you know Mick Foley's and and these interchanging parts, but uh, Edge was the centerpiece of it, um, and really got to dip into some maniacal areas, which you know with with Chavo and with Vicky that was a lot of fun so I, I think being able to play a role like that would would be would be really really interesting do you have a favorite actor or actress I mean as I said before doing a bit of a he, he's a beast it just when he's on screen it changes like everything just just changes um but then, gosh there's so many people out there that are just doing killer stuff um I mean, just another, um, uh, gosh, it, uh, there's so many good actors, and it, it, it's, uh, yeah, those are the first two that pop into my brain, but I know afterwards I'll go, oh, I forgot, yeah, so and so, forgot so and so, but, you know, if I gotta go for one person, no matter what, that I always think of is Daniel Day-Lewis. All right. Uh, how about, uh, favorite movie of all time? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That's tough. Wow. Uh, if you could just pick one. <laughs> man, me. I mean, God, Godfather is obviously ridiculous. Um, and for different reasons, though, I love The Crow, and I love the original Point Break. Um, you know, I just saw Everest the other day, and I was, you know, so tense the entire movie because it was so intense. Um yeah, there's, there's just, you know, kind of anything Tom Hardy is in or anything Daniel Day-Lewis is in. It's just, it's tough to, tough to put it down to just one. Do you have any plans for, to write another autobiography anytime soon? I don't know. You know, it depends on when the news hits. And uh, she doesn't always. You know, I wrote half of a book um, one, uh, one time uh, when I was out in between, you know, scenes of the cave and I just go back to the trailer at night. And I got about half of it done and then I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit ADD when it comes to the creative stuff. Like I'll start a, start a painting and then I'll go right and then I'll, you know, get a part on a show and then, um, but all of that kind of takes back seat to the baby now. So it's, uh, I don't know. The news will hit again eventually. I'm sure it's kind of like a tuning fork. Eventually it will get hit, but um, I don't have a definitive definitive answer. All right. Well, uh, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. All right, Jonathan, uh, Edge, once again, a uh, great guy to talk to. Uh, you know, guys, if you haven't seen him on the CW11's The Flash, uh, check it out. It's probably on their site or Google or YouTube. So, uh, it was great seeing him. Great that he's still doing good. And uh, it's unfortunate that he can't wrestle anymore. But, hey, I think he's given us everything he's got. So it's now, you know, let him let him do what he wants. 
Uh, but but a great show, Jonathan. Uh, it was our first open road show. Yeah, no, this is uh, maybe one of many. We'll uh, be on the road live. And one of the best ways to find out where another wrestling podcast is going to be is to go to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com or follow us on any of our multiple forms of uh, social media. And if you love Another Wrestling Podcast, check out some of these other great shows. Main event marks every Thursday at 9 p.m. hosted by Angry Cooter. Head on over to facebook.com slash main event marks. You can find them on Google Plus and YouTube. Make sure you check them out every Thursday at 9 p.m. And if you're like us and you just can't get enough professional wrestling, join our friend Joe Cronin on YouTube as he reviews all different kinds of shows on a weekly basis. And that's youtube.com slash Joe Cronin Show. You know what? Every week we do this show free of charge to you, uh, the fans. And if you're wondering how to repay us, we have just one thing. Subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're there, be sure and rate us and give us a good review. Hey, and if you're looking for more information about AWP, then head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. We are all over social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google+. Uh, it's, it's, it's endless, kids. Uh, if you're an AWP super fan, you can also show your support by going over to prowrestlingtees.com and buying one of our official AWP shirts. We couldn't do the show without you, so tune in next week for... (sighs) Another Wrestling Podcast. Podcast.